How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Bonaventure MS Digital Marketing Show. It's your boy Jonathan here. <laughs> and today I want to talk about a concept that honestly stumped me for a really long time. And now that I think back to it, and as I'm going to be telling you about it, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be going, duh, right? It's super obvious. But when you're in the heat of the moment, and when you're just focused on your business and trying to figure things out, you're stressed, you're under pressure, this isn't something that always comes to the front of your mind. So I want to tell you about why funnel testing and actually holding back from funnel testing sometimes is such a key to business success. And I'll tell you my, my own story and how I messed this up up until basically <laughs> like a few weeks ago when I really decided that it was time for me to disconnect from my emotions, sit back and turn to data instead of letting myself just think and think and think and base myself only off of theory. So funnel testing is the concept, depending on what stage you're in, you can, talk, you can call it split testing, A-B testing, right? There are a lot of different ways that you can describe this with nomenclature, but the idea is that each part of your funnel serves a purpose. And by testing each of these purposes, you'll see what's working well and what's not. So you'll know what to cut, what to add, and what to improve. So the reason why I think that this is so important and why, <laughs> why I decided to talk about it today is that as entrepreneurs, as digital entrepreneurs especially, we understand how quickly we can see results or how quickly we can not see results, right? There have been times when I've run my own ad tests where for an entire week, I got no leads. There have been other times when in a week, I got 30 or 40 leads. Now you would think that the 30 or 40 leads would make me feel more reassured than the zero leads, right? But two things happened. One, I told myself, okay, but what do I do from here? Like, how do I optimize these 30 or 40 people? How do I get money from this? Because it means nothing otherwise. But two, I kept telling myself, I'm so goddamn smart. Let's figure out a way to do this. <laughs> and that's a trap that I kept falling into. I kept telling myself, Jonathan, you're a genius, right? Just 100% ego talking. I'm far from being the best guy in the world at any of this. But 100% ego, I kept telling myself, you can probably figure it out better than this. And I wasn't abiding by the adage of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Instead, I was telling myself, it's working, let's make it work harder. So because I kept going through that spiral, that up and down, up and down, up and down, I really ended up sabotaging my business, sabotaging a lot of my results because I kept telling myself like, oh yeah, this is good, but I've got this other great idea and I want to test this instead, right? So the main point that I want to put across to you is if you have a system in place that's working really well, don't start from scratch every single time. Keep what you have, keep what's working for you, and just optimize the individual pieces. So let me explain what I mean. When you have a funnel, you have a few different stages. I've drawn this little diagram before. If you have any funnel knowledge at all, you'll recognize this. Essentially, the first step is traffic. And so that's either ads or 
organic. Once you have your traffic, what happens? Well, they go to a landing page where you offer your lead magnet. From there, they probably go into an upsell sales page. From there, you have a thank you page. And at the same time as this, you also have email sequences. Let's say you got three email sequences, each with three emails, right? So if we look at this funnel, we've got a few different points. One, we have the traffic with the ads, so that's one. Two, we have organic traffic. Then we have the landing page, we have the lead magnet, we have your upsell, we have your upsell sales page, we have email sequences one, two, and three, plus the three emails in there. So you get nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 points to optimize for your one funnel. What I would do, and if you've been doing this too, please be honest with yourself, be like self-aware and call yourself out right now. What I would do is I would get good results here, good results here. Let's say I'm getting good results everywhere, right? And let's say from this, I'm running $150, I'm making $300, right? I'm getting a 2x ROI. But then I tell myself, yeah, but this could be 301. So let me scrap all of this. Let me just X on all of that and start over from zero. And then you run tests and you run tests and you run tests and you go and you go and you go. You're back to zero dollars and after two, three months, you've started to pick up results again and you're like, yeah, okay, but what if I could do better? And so I kept flopping, no self-awareness at all. So I guess just shame on me for that, but I learned from it. Now I'm a better man <laughs> and I'm hoping to be able to teach this to you as well. So let's say we have point one, which is ads. Your ads can be optimized in a lot of different ways. Let's just talk about Facebook because that's what I know. You have your audience selection, you have your copy, you have your um, creative, and I think that's it. Yeah, so, well, I guess offer two, but we'll just say you have your audience, your copy, and your creative. All of these things can change up, and if you test each of them, then you've got something like, <laughs> let's say you test three different audiences, three different creatives, three different copies, three to the third is like 927. You've got 27, I hope. <laughs> you got 27 different ads that are running at one time. For each of those ads, you'll see some will get really good results, some will get really bad results. And you wanna just completely cut out the bad ones, run with the good ones, and then leave it be, right? Just leave it be. If you're getting two or three leads a day, that's good enough. Don't worry about anything more than that. You want to focus on the rest of this before you try to perfect this, right? So let's say you're getting two to three leads a day here. Organic is something a little bit more complicated, so I'm not going to get into optimizing that. But your ads, you're done. Once you're getting two to three leads a day from your ads, stop. <laughs> this is good. 
you don't touch that anymore. You have traffic. You have enough traffic, that's 10 leads a day coming in, right? So you're good. But let's say you're getting... Ah, <laughs> I hate this, sorry. I should have mentioned this is also very much dependent on this and this. So let's say you're getting um, 100 clicks. Those people go to your landing page. If less than 20% of them are converting, you have a pretty garbage landing page. You should really reconsider. You can go back and watch the video or listen to the podcast about optimizing landing pages. And you'll see it's a format that I use routinely gets between 50 and 80% conversions. But if you're getting less than 20% conversions from your traffic, it's your landing page that's the problem, right? Here, we're worrying about clicks. Here, we're starting to worry about conversions. And the lead magnet also plays into that just because that's the offer, right? So let's look at these two things together. If you're getting less than 20% conversions, change up your landing page. If you're getting 20% conversions or more, that's those 100 clicks coming here, that's two leads, or sorry, 20 leads. You're good, you don't need more than that for right now. You know that now, if you run more money to your ads, let's say you get 1,000 clicks, you're gonna have 200 leads. It's not exactly like that. <laughs> Oh my god, sorry. Um, the math doesn't always work out that way. But you can assume that as you're getting more traffic, you're going to get more leads, right? So you got a thousand people coming in here, you got 200 leads here, and then you've got your upsell here. The upsell, depending on the price point, you could be looking at anywhere between 1% and I want to say like 15%. Obviously there are some people who do much better than that, but there are a lot of factors here that are involved. So your upsell, you want to be aiming to get between one and 15%. On a $97 product, you'll probably be closer to the 1%. On a tripwire, like a $7 product or two, $3, you're going to be closer to the 15, 20, maybe even 25 if you're really, really good at it. If you're less than 1%, assume that there's something wrong with your copy here or with your offer, right? But once you get in that range, stop, you're good. That means for every 1,000 people clicking on your ad, 200 are becoming leads, two of them are buying at $97, and you're starting to recoup some of that ad cost. Thank you, Paige. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there are ways that you can optimize that, but it depends on your strategy, right? So now you've got your funnel figured out. Really just basic landing page adds traffic. You want to have at least, um, I don't know about an exact conversion rate for your ads. I'll say 1%. 1% of people who see your ad click, that would be a really solid number, right? And then once you get into your landing page, you want to have at least 20% conversions. Going into your upsell, you want to have between 1% and 15%. And if you hit those numbers, stop changing things. <laughs> stop trying to get it better. There are people who will be able to do it, but 
you're a solo entrepreneur, you don't need to worry about that at all. Just rest on your laurels right here. Don't worry about anything else. Then going into your email sequences, this is where it gets a little bit more complicated because you've got conversion rates and you've got open rates, right? So open rates depend 100% on your subject line. In the future, I'll make a video talking about subject lines and how you should do that. But for now, just know that most industries average at 20%. So that means if you're getting less than 20%, there's something really, really bad about your subject lines. If you're getting more than 20%, you're doing a pretty good job. Um, in my funnel or in one of my funnels right now, I've got a 40%, sorry, 47% open rate, but that's just because I really know what I'm doing. I really have a good understanding of my audience. So don't worry about getting it that high, but if you can get between like 20 and 50% open rates, you're doing a really good job. Now conversion rates, I can't give you a number on that. And the reason why is that conversion rates are dependent on your traffic source, your audience, your messaging, your product, the different stages of your funnel, right? Like if you've got something here that builds upon this and this, the conversion rates are gonna be really high here. If you're just going with one email sequence, it's gonna be really low. If you've got a dynamic sequence set up where they can either go to two or to three, then you're gonna see higher conversion rates as you're segmenting them, right? There are a lot of different things that you can work. So for right now, just focus on your open rates. Try to get it between 20 and 50%. And if you're able to do that, you're good to go there. So again, just to summarize, don't try to fix what isn't broken. <laughs> if you've got Facebook ads that are getting 1% click-through rate, you're good, you're optimized. If your landing pages are getting more than 20% conversions, you're good and you're optimized. If your upsell is getting more than 1% sales, you're good and you're optimized. If your email sequences are getting more than 20% open rates, you're good and you're optimized. If you're not there with any of those numbers yet, that's where it's time to start looking at split testing, um, really being more empathetic, figuring out what your offer is, what your audience wants, and see where those two correlate and where you're just completely drawing blanks on that. You can also, great tactic that I love to use is look through my daily emails, see what headlines and what email copy got the, <laughs> got the best conversions and the best open rates. And then you can add those into your autoresponder. There are a lot of good strategies that you can use, but if you're working for yourself, you don't have the money to hire a copywriter or you don't want to hire a copywriter before you get to the best that you can do, these are really the numbers that you should be looking for. But if you get to a point where you are above 1% conversion, you're above, let's say, 40 or 50% landing page, or sorry, <laughs> above 1% click-through, above 40 or 50% landing page converting rate, above maybe 5-10% upsell conversion rate, you're above 30 or 40% email open rate, then it might be time to think about hiring a copywriter because they're the ones who 
like they do this professionally, so they have a lot more experience than you do. They have a better idea of the frameworks involved, and they'll probably know how to do the research and speak to your audience a little bit more clearly than what you're able to do right now. So with that, just follow the framework, right? Optimize each of these pieces of your funnel. Once you've got that, then it's time to start changing things and time to start chat. <laughs> My bad. Time to start testing things, maybe hire a copywriter. But until you have these numbers, just keep working. Just keep doing things on your own. Keep trying. If you have any questions about what to do at any of these places, either look through my archives or feel free to comment, send me a message. I would be more than happy to help you out. On that, I'll wish you an amazing day. I hope that you have the best experience that you can optimizing this as frustrating <laughs> as it can be. And um, I'll talk to you next time.